0: To be here tonight, I appreciate it, and uh, thank you for all of you that come again. Uh, appreciate you folks. I enjoy sports. I enjoy clutch. I enjoy being clutch, and you know, being clutch means that you you can come through when you're needed. Uh, I enjoy basketball, I enjoy football, I enjoy watching it. I've never you know played pickup basketball, football, so on growing up. Never did. Uh, for some reason, there was never uh, much interest in playing high school football. Went to high school, a couple thousand students, and uh, all-state caliber players, and so on. And uh, yet my size, it just wasn't going to work out. So uh, I'm glad I can still walk, and I have. Uh, but I enjoyed p- pick-up basketball, especially, and some other things like that. I enjoy watching it. And uh, you know, some players are known for being clutch. I mean, you, you just count on them. Uh come to follow uh, Kentucky basketball a good bit living here and uh, enjoy going to a lot of the games. Uh, last uh, Tuesday night, uh, Kentucky played Vanderbilt, last home game of the season. And uh, my grandson and I went to that. Uh, we've gone to the senior night final home game several years in a row now together. And uh, it was a tight game for a while. And, uh, you know, you know that uh, at one point Kentucky got a little bit of a lead and uh, you know they're going to foul because it's down. So you've got, you you select who you want to pass in the ball because that guy's clutch. He's going to make the right pass. He's not going to throw it away. And then you select who do you want to catch the ball because whoever catches the ball is going to get fouled right away. And you figure, okay, well, this guy, he may have been having a good game, may not have been having a good game, but I can count on him when I need him. And uh, they inbounded it to Malik Monk, uh, SEC leading scorer. They figured, I guess, that he was clutch, and they fouled him right away. He went down, made two free throws. And, uh, you know, you got, you got to be clutch. Uh, you got to be able to be counted on. I hope that as you uh, go home and get back in your school settings and get back at home in your church, youth group, whatever, that you'll be able to be clutch, that you'll be able to come through when you're needed. It's easy to stand here and say, man, it's easy to uh, make a decision uh, after a message like this morning when everybody else is making decisions, this is how everybody's dressed, this is how everybody's doing. It's a little bit harder, you know. sometimes even in a church youth group, where you've got pressures to be different and pressures you know, some of the teens don't want to follow and everything, to stand up and say, well, I'll be clutch. I'm going to be counted on. I want to talk to you. I want to talk more than preach. I'm going to be nice tonight. If you thought I was mean this morning, uh, you'll love me after tonight. I just gonna be nice and warm and gooey, and maybe we'll sing Kumbaya or something when we get done. But uh, I want to talk to you tonight. uh, Maybe preach some. We'll see how it goes about how to win at the game of life. How to win at the game of life. Sports theme. Idea is to win. You know, basketball games we enjoy and. You know, really, that when it's all said and done, it's a game. I mean, it's a game. I remember Ohio saying one year the Bears were in the Super Bowl, and it was, of course, on Sunday night. Somebody's saying, well, did they cancel church? You were right there by it. Are you kidding? Everybody was all excited, wondering about the game. And Brother Hiles saying, do you think God even cares who wins? And, I mean, he's God and he cares about everything, he cares about everything in our life. And so I guess he cares about stuff like that. But he sure doesn't, I mean, it's not, we get so into it. All right. yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, I see my seat's at the Kentucky basketball game. They're about halfway up the balcony. So you got row, what, triple A, and then row double A, and then uh, up through double D, and then row A through, I think, Z, and, uh, you know, what does the lower arena go to? Something like uh, double something, I think. And then you get into the upper arena, and you start with A, and you go up, and, you know, we're about halfway up the upper arena. But they're great seats, because I see stuff up there all the time the refs miss down on the floor. <laughs> I mean, I do. <laughs> And we get so into it. No, like it, uh, like it really matters. And I mean, I do too. And you ask, you know, my family, others are here, been been to games with me. I mean, I I can get into it in my family room watching it on TV. My wife says, "Do you think they can hear you?" And I don't know, but I just (laughs) gotta let them know. And but you know, you get all said and done, it's a game. What about the game of life? Somebody said if life's a game, it's a Super Bowl every day with no timeouts and no intermissions. No timeouts in life. You can't say, oh, well, you know, that one doesn't count, or we'll catch it on replay, or, yeah I'm, I'm just tired, I'm going to sit out a couple of days. Uh, there's, if life's a game, it's a Super Bowl every day with no timeouts and no intermissions. Turn your Bible to Hebrews chapter 12, and I'll get some Bible in through the message, Bible principles, I'm sure all through it. Somewhere I've got glasses, there they are. Hebrews chapter 12 says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. You know, the writer of the Hebrews is talking there and uh, picturing an athletic event with a great cloud of witnesses around. Is that the U at Ohio State or something? Looks like a U, doesn't it? Uh, or Michigan State has Michigan I don't know. Anyhow, looks like doesn't look like Ohio State. That goes all the way around, doesn't it? I get does it? No? So this does look like Ohio State? I don't know. Anyhow, figure it out. But he's picturing an athletic contest here. We're compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. I think those are people who've gone on to heaven before us. He lists a lot of the witnesses in chapter eleven. And says, We're compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the rate that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down on the right hand of the throne of God. If, uh, you know, the Bible, well, let's pray. Father, pray that you would bless this time to guide, lead, and guide my mind. Father, help me. Help communicate to hearts what you put on my heart about the truth here. Pray that you would move and guide, guide my mind and my lips. Anoint the ears of the hearers and Holy Spirit, I pray that you would speak to hearts. You're the only one who can work. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And, uh, you know, if you're going to win at the game of life, first thing you've got to do is get in the game. You can't win at the game of life if you're not in the game. And uh, if you think about John 3.36, you say, Brother Johnson, what do you mean? We're all alive. Well, not really. Yeah. Some of you only half alive. John 3.36 says, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Some of you may probably hear tonight a crowd like this, uh, 900,000 people, I don't know, 10 million people, however many are in here tonight, uh, oh. Somebody in here probably isn't saved. You heard preaching talking about heaven. I'm going to talk about going to heaven tonight, and you're thinking, "I don't. I guess I'm going to heaven. I'm with everybody else." But do you know? Being here in a Baptist church doesn't mean you're on your way to heaven. Pulling, a, you know, getting into a garage doesn't make you a car. Coming into a church doesn't make you a Christian. Some of you need to ask yourself, am I saved? Amen. Yeah. If I remember sitting on my 22nd birthday in a little snack shop in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and thinking if I walk out into the street get hit by a car here, I mean, I've been in church all my life, don't remember a time I didn't believe in God. I mean, I, I, I don't remember not believing in God, but I also remember sitting there on my 22nd birthday thinking if I get hit by a car today walking across that street in Chattanooga... I don't really know where I'm going. And I settled it that day. I re- said, God, I know I'm a sinner. I know I don't deserve to go to heaven. I deserve to go to hell. I know Christ died to pay for my sins. I want to call on Him today to forgive me and save me. I got it settled. October 7th, 1969. My 20- just in case you want to remember the date. October 7. Remember, I said that was my. Okay, so just October 7. You can keep that in mind. But anyhow, I guess if you do the math, you can figure out how old I am. But anyhow, uh, some of you here tonight aren't even saved. You're not in the game. You can't win. If you're not, if you're here tonight and you're saying, I'm not sure I'm saved, you ought to get that settled tonight. You ought to try and get up and talk to somebody here at the front of the, uh, auditorium. You ought to go to one of the youth leaders that brought you here. Talk to your pastor, somebody, and say, I'm not sure I'm saved. If I died tonight, I don't know whether I'd go to heaven or hell. Amen. It's only two choices. And right. if you're not saved tonight, you need to get saved so you can get in the game. Amen. Now let me point out, that I need to move more quickly than I am, in any game the only score that matters is the score at the final buzzer. Right. That's good, right. It really doesn't matter. We went to the Kentucky Vanderbilt game Tuesday night and uh, stay and watch Coach Cal do his uh, post-game radio show. And uh, sit down there near the front of that. And so we picked up. After the game frequently due, my grandson and I got to know some of the fellows that sit there at the table and all that. So we picked up a copy of the official stats from the game. Thursday, uh, Tuesday night against Vanderbilt. Kentucky-Vanderbilt. Uh, final game statistics. And I mean, it's got everything in here. About six, eight, ten pages. I don't know. Who shot what, where their shots were on the floor, charts, who made how many, how many fouls they had, how many turnovers, everything about it. And, uh, you know, you look at it and the game started off, uh, every play, opening tip, 20 minutes left in the first half. 19.41, 19 minutes, 41 seconds left in the first half, Joe Toy from Vanderbilt missed a jump shot. But uh, Luke Cornett got an offensive rebound at the same time, and at 1938 he dunked it, and so Vanderbilt was ahead two to nothing. Derek Willis missed a three-point shot. Isaiah Briscoe got a rebound. Uh, Michael Mulder shot again at a shot a three-pointer with 1921 left. He missed it, uh, and uh, that was rebounded by Jeff Robertson, who missed a three-pointer for Vanderbilt, and it goes back and forth. And first thing you know Vanderbilt was ahead 4 to nothing and then 7 to nothing with 17 38 left and then uh no yeah 7 to nothing and then 7 to 1 Kentucky made a free throw then 7 to 4 then 9 to 4 then 11 to 4 then 11, 11 to 6 13 to 6 16-... I remember sitting there watching it thing this is getting pretty bad <laughs> nothing we were shooting was going in 16 to 6 Ten minutes left in the first half. We're still behind 16 to 6. Nine minutes and 48 seconds left. 19 to 6. Nine minutes left in the first half. 22 to 6. Eight minutes, three seconds left. 25 to 6. We're behind by 19 points with eight minutes left in the first half. And it went on and on like that. And uh, we're behind by 19 points. A good bit of the game. Second half... With 13 minutes and 16 seconds left in the game, we were behind 47 to 34. I mean, it wasn't looking good at all. And uh, kept playing. Well, someplace in your front page, one of the things that says in here, that uh, game lasts 40 minutes altogether, 20 minutes each half. Out of the 40 minutes in the game, it was tied for 2 minutes and 58 seconds. Vanderbilt led for 33 minutes and 52 seconds. Kentucky only led for three minutes and ten seconds. Wow. Yeah. But you know, none of that really matters. All that really matters is what was the score at the final buzzer. Yeah, <laughs> is that I mean, right? Yeah, sir. And at the score at the final buzzer was where it was 72 to 67, something like that. Kentucky won it anyhow. I think it was 72-67. And uh, you know, what matters in life when, you, when you're playing the game of life, what's the score going to be when the final buzzer goes off in your life? If you're unsaved, you may gather some trinkets on the way, you may have some fun, get some pride, have some power. But when the final buzzer sounds in the game of life, you're going to wind up going to hell if you're not saved. And that in cussing, us just saying where you're going. If you're going to win in the game of life, let me talk to those of you that are Christians, that you're in the game. And uh, suppose we're running, we're in a race or contest. End of the race is the back door there, door of the auditorium. And everybody's race is a little bit different. Everybody's path is a little bit different. Somebody may start off. God may have somebody start off this way. Somebody start off that way. Somebody go up the side aisle, maybe cut back through an aisle, go down this aisle a uh, little bit. And as you go through life, and I'm going, end of the life is the back door there. It's not necessarily who gets there the most quickly or the fastest according to what you pick up while you're on the way. you got opportunities to pick up a lot of different things as you go through life. And what's going to count, whoever's going to win, is who gets through that back door with the best stuff. Now, again, you can uh, have choices as you go along. You get to a uh, Saturday morning. Your church has teen soul winning on Saturday morning or Wednesday afternoon, and you say, "Well, I think I'm going to go on teen soul winning, and I'll pick up a little bit of soul winning time. Amen. I'll pick up a little bit. I'll lead somebody to the Lord. I'll get something that." Or somebody else says, "Yeah, I don't think so. I think I'm going to stay home and sleep today. I'm going to pick up some extra rest, and uh, I'm going to get, I'm going to work extra and make a little extra money." I'm going to sit home and watch football, basketball games on Saturday morning. I don't think I'm going out on this. Now, is there anything wrong with watching football or basketball games? I don't think so. According to what you want to pick up while you're on your way to the end of the game. That's right. yeah. And uh, as you go through things, you know, Sunday morning, 11 o'clock. What are you going to do? What, you know? It's 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning. And uh, am I going to go to church or not? Probably all of you, most of you don't have that decision, living at home. You know, it's not a matter of, I think I'll stay home today. No, <laughs> that decision's been made for you. Some of you do have that choice. Think I'll stay home. Think I'll go to church. So you get to church, somebody says, well, I think I'm going to sit and listen to the message. See if I can learn a Bible truth. Let God change my heart. Let God work in me. Let God make me more usable for Him. I think over here, I'm going to pick up a little Bible knowledge, a little bit of dedication to Christ. Put that in my sack as I'm going towards the end. Somebody else says, eh, I don't think I've heard that truth before. I think I'm playing on my phone today. Nothing wrong, not bad games. I'll just, you know, check the scores, spend some time on, you know, Decent sides, play a little bit of, what do you play nowadays on your phone? It's not wrong. Nothing wrong with it. It's just about 11 o'clock on Sunday morning. That's according to what you want to pick up. And as you go through life, all of us pick up different things that we kind of put in our sack. And the goal is to win at the game of life when I get out that back door when the final buzzer sounds. Somebody says, well, I think I'm getting a little bit uh, you know, I think I'd like some more popularity. I want to put some popularity in my sack at the price of standards. Yeah, you know, I like be popular. I like being, I like being liked. I mean, I like it when people say, oh, you know, Brother Jorgensen, good to see you. Glad to have you here. You're a blessing to me. I like being liked. All of us like being liked. And you think, well, I'm be liked. If I didn't live by all those standards, I gave in a little more. Maybe I'd have more friends. Yeah. I think I'd like to pick up friends. Nothing wrong with friends. But if you wind up taking out of your sack purity, yeah. Yeah. and you wind up taking out of your sack Christian testimony yeah. in order to put popularity into the sack, yeah. and you make choices. Yeah. What are you going to put in? What are you going to take out? You get out into life, you decide, well, I think I'd like a big house. I think I'd like a nice car. Nothing wrong with a big car. Or a big big house, nice car. Nothing wrong with any of that. What are you going to put into your sack? Romans uh, 8-6 says, To be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. I want to challenge you tonight to think about putting spiritual things into your life. Walk with God. Souls won. People helped. I mean, what are you going to seek in life? you going to seek pleasure? we well, to have a good time. And sometimes there's nothing really wrong with the pleasure. I mean, there's non-sinful pleasure, having a nice house or a nice car, watching a sporting event, playing around the golf, playing pickup basketball. You know, playing uh, air hockey or ping pong in a college lobby, playing a game pool in a college lobby. There's nothing wrong with that. Somebody, said, I think I'm going to pick up some of the college students. <laughs> it seems like they decide I want to pick up expertise in pool. <laughs> yeah. Somebody says, "Well, do you think maybe you should pick up passing grades?" Nah, I'm not worried about passing grades. I want to be a good pool player. I want to be an expert at air hockey. Right. Nothing yeah. wrong with air hockey. According to what you want to put in the sack. That's right. And you've only got so much time, it's a matter of what you put in. Yes. We're talking about how to win in the game of life. There's uh, things that will keep you from getting God's choice for your life. Some pleasures are sinful in and of themselves. The Bible says, thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not, uh, you know, on and on. Some things I shouldn't do, I know I shouldn't. The Bible tells me I shouldn't. But sometimes we say, "I think I'll pick up a little bit of that." You're dating. I think I'll pick up a little bit of fun, a little bit of kissing, hugging, maybe more. That's fun. Somebody said, "Well, uh, I had a friend that tell you." you know, some of you say, "Well, one of my friends says a little bit of drinking be fun." I think I'll try that. Pick up a good time. Pick up being one of the guys. When I get to the end of life, I want to be able to say I enjoyed all of it, I tried every bit of it, and I got everything in my sack. And you can put pleasures like that into your sack as you go through life, as you go through the journey of life. And sometimes, while you're going through the journey of life like that, you'll look those of you that are trying to live a solid Christian life, may look over at the next guy and say, you know, I think he's ahead of me. I think we're behind, I think I'm behind nineteen to six. He's living for. He's not living for God. I'm trying to live for God. Seems like everything's going right for him. Seems like nothing's going right for me. I think he's ahead. But you know the final buzzer hasn't sounded yet. I mean, talking about another Christian now, and he's living. We're all going. We're both going to heaven. Seems like everything's going his way. Nothing's going my way. Maybe I'll try dumping out of some of what's in my sack, try and put in some of what's in his sack. Uh-oh. Yeah. As I'm going down through life, going towards the end of the journey. and uh, But I want to challenge you tonight. Instead of seeking that, I think you ought to try and get souls into your life and into your sack. I'd like to have the mind of Jesus. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. I'd, I'd like to have the mind of Christ. I'm going to get the mind of Christ. I'm going to have to spend time in this book. I'm going to have to. I, I can't be playing on my phone during church. Can't be messing around here now. I'll be listening. Have to get out of bed to read my Bible in the morning or sometime during the day for sure. And again, while you're doing that, it may look like you know, kind of like Vanderbilt was winning two to nothing, five to nothing, six to one, whatever it was going through. I read off first several. 25 to 6. You know, Kentucky had 6 points in the first 12 minutes of the game. It was pathetic. Nobody could make anything. I wanted to get out there and play. Couldn't have done any worse at shooting. And, uh, looks like somebody else getting ahead. But I'd like to get souls into my bag. I'd like to get the mind of Christ. I'd like to get people help so they can live for Jesus. I'd like to get a bus route built. I'd like to get a church built or work in a church. I'd like to teach a Sunday school class. I'd like to help a co-worker witness to a friend. Like the song, I think somebody sang it last night. I'd like, I'm part of it anyhow. I want my life to count for Jesus. For earthly things will quickly fade. No need to add to earthly worldly riches. I only seek eternal gain. When a final buzzer sounds and you go out that door, what are you going to have? 1 Corinthians uh, 3 talks about standing at the judgment seat of Christ. And uh, <clears> 1 <throat> Corinthians 3, beginning verse 12, got saved in verses 10 and 11, Christ laid the foundation Now if any man build upon this foundation of salvation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it. Because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try of every man's work, of what sort it is. And if any man's work abide, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so is by fire." When the final buzzer sounds and you go out that door and you're in heaven, again, assuming you got saved and you're in the game, if you're not saved, you ought to get that settled tonight. But assuming you're saved and the final buzzer sounds in your life and my life, and we go out that door and we're standing in heaven, what are you going to have? So he says, oh, I'm really well off. I got a lot of pleasure. Got drunk, partied. Carouse, wine, women, and song was my life. I mean, a big house, fancy cars. <laughs> well, I've gra- I got a lot in my bag. Somebody else says, "Yeah, no, I didn't get that." Yeah. Every man's work shall be tried of what sort it is. Yeah, right. Somebody said, I heard somebody quote the other day. My dad left me a hundred thousand dollars. Guess he didn't have any choice, did he? Couldn't take it with him. Yeah, that's good. Right. And nothing wrong with leaving somebody a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, that's a big, good thing. No, I'm not against that, but I'm, but I'm saying I don't care how much money when you, you have when you die, it all stays here. Right. Right. When the final buzzer sounds and all of a sudden we're in heaven, you know, it'll it'll look a little different. I thought I had a lot. I had a lot of popularity. I had a lot of friends. I had a lot of money. I had a lot of pride. I had a lot of, boy, I had a lot of stuff. <laughs> Where did it all go? Yep, right. Oh, it all stayed there, huh? Yeah. Did you ever witness to anybody? No, not really. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, Never see anybody saved? No, not really. You ever help and, and uh, live for others or teach a Sunday school class or invite somebody to church? Stand up for Christ in your community or, or do, do something for Jesus? Not really. Don't have anything like that. Again, everybody's road's a little bit different. My road's been through different states than yours or Brother Fugit's. My road's been through Christian education. His has been through the pastorate. His has been through evangelism. He's been a college teacher. Our roads are all a little different. Our families are all a little different. But someday we're all going to wind up at that back door. And the buzzer's going to sound. And what we have when we go out that door, isn't really going to, it's not going to go according to how fast you got there. Most of us don't want to get to the final buzzer real quickly. It's not according to how fast you get there. Or who was ahead after 8 minutes or 10 minutes or at halftime. I think first time Kentucky got the game leading the game Tuesday night was with about three minutes left. I guess I could have looked at that and seen exactly. And then it went back and forth a couple times. Finally they were you know they were ahead for what did it say, three minutes, ten seconds, or three minutes, six seconds, something like that. But they were ahead when the final buzzer sounded. What's gonna count in your life is what are you gonna have when the final buzzer sounds. Somebody says, Oh, look at what he has now. He may be ahead now, but we're not to the final buzzer yet. I want to work a bus route, pastor a church, teach a Sunday school class, win souls, read my Bible, pray, tithe, give extra to the church, put extra and put money into God's work so that you know God the ministry can go forward and churches can be built rather than into something else. Everybody's race is a little different. But our goals, our awards, prizes, whatever you want to call them, are all the same. That's right. One of the great things in life is we can all win. That's right. we play basketball, football, whatever. Anything but what? Hockey? Hockey ends in a tie sometimes, doesn't it? Right. Pretty much everything else, there's always a winner. Right. I mean, it always, but on the other hand, in life, we can all win. That's right. You don't have to lose. I can win. He can win. We can all be winners. What's going to count is what's what's in your bag, what you've accumulated in your life through through here. And folks, I want to challenge you. Heaven's real. I mean, heaven's more real than this. Jesus said in my, you know, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you I will come again receive you unto myself that where I am there you may be also John 14 2 and 3 heaven's a place just like Lexington's a place how many are here tonight and before coming in for the youth conference you would never been to Lexington how many have never been to Lexington until you came for this but you figured it was real (laughs) somebody said we're going to Lexington this is a picture of it this is what it looks like Maybe they said, I've been there. I don't know how many people have been to heaven. I read from Paul it said he had. But it's a place. So I've never seen it. you would never seen Lexington, but it was still a place. I'd never seen it before we started thinking about moving here. 14, 15 years ago. But it's a pla- heaven's a place. I mean, it's, it's real. and You'll know people there. There'd be streets and mansions and trees and rivers. I mean, Bible, t- walls. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've accumulated a lot of gold down here. Well, they, we paved the streets with that up in heaven. <laughs> there you go. Good. What's, what's the point of all the gold? Yeah. That's what we use for <laughs> paving the streets. We don't, you know, what are you going to have when you, Heaven is real. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean,. There are things that you can see and things that you can't see, but the things that you can't see are eternal. That which is unseen is eternal, according to the Word of God. I want to, again, challenge you tonight to be living and working to serve God, and to please Him, and to glorify Him, to serve others, to win souls, to help people, to teach a Sunday school class, make a difference in your... I I want you to have something in your sack when the game ends, and that final buzzer sounds, and all of a sudden you're in heaven, you don't say, oops. You know, the $100,000 I had, the million dollars I had, somebody left me a million dollars, you said. That'd be cool. I guess he had no choice, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Right. You know, it's not like the pharaohs used trying to try and stuff it in the coffins, but it still stayed there. That's right. right. That's right. Didn't go with them. And uh, the game of heaven will end. The game of life will end. The final buzzer will sound, and heaven is real. That's right. real. Now, you know, the one thing is different about the game of life than any sports contest. You know, you, go to, you watch a professional football game, you know you've got four 15 minute quarters, 60 minutes of playing time. You go to a college basketball game, you know there's two 20 minute halves. You know exactly how long it is till the final buzzer. Even as you read the stat sheet, the play by play, it'll tell you with 14 minutes and 13 seconds left, this is what I have. You know exactly how long you have. In the game of life, you never know when the final buzzer is going to sound. Could be today for any of us. That's right. right. So oh, Brother Jordan said not for me. I'm young, yeah. It it could be. Right. Right. You know, most of you aware we had the what we call traveling is mean, tragic to us. Brother Avalar, three of his boys. Yeah. Died in a car accident same day, teenage boys and younger. Caskets up here lay you in front of the early uh, end of May last year. Teenage boys driving home from a family vacation. Car hit them, they're in heaven. None of us know how long we've got in the game. You don't know when the final buzzer's going. You may have a long time. I don't want to say, well, I think I'm just going to pick up these things now and then I'll wait and I'll get the things that are spiritual later on. No, I want to start getting the spiritual things now. You need to start getting the spiritual things because you don't know right. when that final buzzer's sounding in your life. Amen. Could be soon. I mean, I hope it's not. Could be today. Could be tonight. Could be tomorrow. All of us hear stories like that regularly. I want to live every day realizing the final buzzer could sound for me today. I want to be putting things in my sack to serve of service for God my sack of life in the game of life. so if the final buzzer sounds for me tonight and I go out that door, there's something in there of eternal value. I want to challenge you tonight to do the same. I want to challenge you to say I want my life to count for Jesus. For earthly things will quickly fade. No need to add to worldly riches. I only seek eternal gain. And for most of you, the eternal gain is just so you don't see it as real, but it is. Heaven's real. My mom and dad are there. I'm looking forward to seeing them. Looking forward to seeing others that I have that have trained me and and helped me and worked with me. I, I, you know, teared up watching the video of Brother Hiles yesterday or this morning. Look forward to seeing him in heaven. Spent hundreds of hours with him here. Other friends and so loved ones that have gone on before. Most Most of the folks that have influenced me in my life are in heaven today. Heaven's real. We'll have a street, we'll have a house there, and family, loved ones. Sooner or later we'll all gather together there. What are you going to have when you go out the door and the final buzzer sounds? What are you going to have for your life? You know, the great thing is it's not just about the eternal. Serving God is better here too. I preached for a long time out of Hebrews 11 that Moses forsook the pleasures of Egypt and uh, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season because he had respect under the recompense of the reward. Yeah. Moses said in the long run, serving God just pays better than it does. The, respect, the recompense yeah. of the reward. Serving God pays better in the long run than it does to serve the pleasure of sin. That's right. And thinking about that in light of eternity, somebody pointed out Moses made the right choice not only for eternity, but for here too. He left Egypt alive. Pharaoh's army was drowned. He left Egypt with his son. Pharaoh's son was killed. He left Egypt with the riches of Egypt that the people gave to him. He not only wound up ahead in eternity, he wound up ahead here too. God is no man's debtor. We're not trying to cheat you out of anything, trying to encourage you to enjoy the best life in the world which is serving God. And then to have something in your sack when that final buzzer sounds that's worth something on the other side. Father, thank You for Your Word and the principles it teaches. Help every one of us to be winners in the game of life. To put things into our sack that will have eternal value.